0: Tyrese Campbell is back, and so are we, at the Post Podcast, so hello and welcome. We've got plenty to discuss this week, we're obviously going to go through the player ratings after their great 2-0 result against Peterborough United, we're also going to talk about Sima and what's going on there, we're all going to, also going to discuss a bit about Joe Berzik, and of course Harry Suter and what's happened there, and then as always we'll end on the ladies. So, keep listening. So, hello Ange, how have you hello. had a good week? Well, it gets even better, doesn't it, when you you don't concede and you get another 3 points, It's becoming very boring now, really, isn't it? Yeah, I know, yeah. It should have been a 1-0 win as well, which would have had even more boring
1: than
0: another one. Another yes. 1-0 win? Yeah, another, another um, dare I say, it's like performance. Oh, well, well, it can't be that. We wouldn't have lost 4-0. <laughs> uh, to be honest, before we go into it, though, I've got to have a quick mention. That, to be honest, I thought we were very lucky to win that game. Uh, you know, I thought Peterborough were the better side. You know, 60% possession, but we prevailed
1: we did and the other thing is that i would prefer i've said it many times i'd prefer to have horrible scrappy one nil wins and get out of this league than play some matches where you blow people away and get three points and then through whatever reason you don't get more points i would take every match one on now to the end of the season but i thought peterborough were unlucky but then if you have 14 shots
0: in a match and you only get one on target that tells its own story doesn't it yeah it does right so first as normal we'll go into the player ratings and we'll go straight in with tom uh, tom davis uh, ben davis well let's
1: go for adam because i think adam's, the adam's a better goalkeeper um <laughs> I'll, gi- I'll give him a seven
0: uh, I'll go in with a seven as well. I thought he'd come back in, even though I can't remember his name, which shows you I haven't been following recently, I've got to be honest. Uh, I thought he played alright, to be honest. He's obviously come back in. To be honest with, with Davies, I like how you know he gets dropped out of the team, but when he comes back in he does he tries his best. You know, he's a proper yeah. professional in my opinion, and he showed yeah. that yesterday, because a lot would push throw the you know the toys out of the pram because they keep getting dropped and, and all that lot, but he doesn't. I thought he did well. Right, so now we move into the return boy, the man that we all thought we'd never see again, James Chester.
1: Yeah, I think we all know he likes James Chester, but I think one of the reasons he played him yesterday was that we've got two players on four yellow cards, and if they get another one in the next two games, then they banned, and we couldn't afford to have two of them banned at the same time. Listen, we had a very slow back three, four or five yesterday, and I'm going to give him a six.
0: Yeah I think you've been quite generous there I'm going to go one for five for James Chester I, I just I think he's finished at this level to be honest I know we've got a clean sheet and I think he's probably a bit harsh but again he was the weak link at the back for me when Peter Brew were breaking through not impressed with him at all James Chester this season he's got to be I know the manager likes him like you said but surely this has got to be the last season now for James Chester at Stoke you think so Right, so we move into the superstar, the hero at the moment, in fact, as people have been saying, because, you know, since he's come back in the side, I'm conceding. Danny Bat.
1: Well, Danny Batt gives you exactly uh, what he always does, which is 100% effort, no nonsense, a likeable guy, and I'm giving him a 7,
0: the same as I gave Davis. Uh, I'll go with an 8, actually, for Danny Batt yesterday. I thought he was brilliant yesterday. Okay. He looked like he had a, a bit of legs to him as well which is unusual because that's always been my biggest criticism that he's like an oil tanker trying to turn round. So but, you thought he
1: was man of the match
0: did you? Well, that's up to be decided yet. I can't I can't okay. give it I can't give it away <laughs> for all the listeners, can I? I can't yeah, say that. He's on suspend
1: no for <laughs> the, uh,
0: course. Yeah, I thought he did well yesterday. I think um, he's come in really after not playing a lot of football at all really before he come back yep. in and he's, he's sort of slotted in there and done a great job and I thought everything that came high above he was heading it away and it was nice seeing back he, he might even earn himself a new contract the way he's been playing but I was very impressed yesterday now we'll go into Leo Ostergaard well Leo Ostergaard I, you know, you can't fault his efforts. I don't think he's the
1: greatest player in that position but he works hard for us he does a job And um, he was first one up to congratulate Campbell after his uh, solo run from virtually the halfway line uh, to get the second goal. So, for me, Ostergaard's getting a
0: seven again. I'm going to follow that. A seven is what I'm going to go in with. I thought he played all right. To be honest, I think he's a player that we've got to maybe look at in January of trying to see if we can get him on a permanent basis, as long as the fee isn't too high, obviously, because of FFP. But he's a player that I I, I like the look of. I think he's he's got the stoke DNA, as a few people have said to me in the past as well. A player that in the future might become a a real favourite here, and maybe even earn a bit of money if we do get him for a reasonable price. And, yeah, I'll give him a 7 for yesterday. I was impressed. Right, so now we move into the right wing-back, Tommy Smith.
1: Tommy Smith, I thought, that
0: did what he had to do for the most part, but it wasn't one of his best matches. So uh, again, um, I'm not overly chuffed. So I'm going to give him a six. Uh, I'm going to go in with a. I'm going to go in with a six as well. To be honest, stuff. I, I thought. Uh, what what's happened to this old Tommy Smith that we were all loving and liking a while ago? And I've noticed that whenever he plays alongside James Chester, he seems to be nullified when he when he yeah. decides to break forward because obviously he doesn't trust him. Uh, when Ben Wilmot's there it seems like Smith gets a hell of a lot more licence down the right side and yesterday he looked nullified. I think Peter came with a game plan to stifle out um Smith and I think it worked yesterday and Yeah, I
1: would agree with you. And I
0: think he was it was an average performance, I'll be honest. Right, so we'll move to Josh Tymon. I didn't think Josh Tymon was great yesterday. I mean he tries, but to me he's not
1: got the sparkle that he had early doors in the season
0: he also looked like he was quite injured towards the end and it was quite nice to see him taken off but I'll give him a 6 yeah, I'll go in with a 5 actually for Josh and yesterday I thought he was a lot of the time marked out the game you know like I've already said Peterborough came with a game plan to nullify our wing back areas and I think timing was very much marked out the game he, try, he tries to get make things move but he's got to be more quicker when it comes down to when to run and when not to I think yesterday it, there was a lot of times where he was picking it up, looked a bit laboured, wasn't trying to pick a pass to maybe a Sawyer's or a uh, Varancic who played more central. And I think that, you know, I thought he had a bad game yesterday, yesterday to be honest. Which yeah. is why I'm getting quite low. Right, I'll go on with Romain Sawyers now who played in a holding yeah. midfield role. Romain Soyers has the ability to do some
1: really good passing, but for me, he doesn't do enough of the dirty stuff in the game i, I don't know whether it's his language style or whatever, but I just feel like he needs a flipping good shake when he, you know, when there's a ball near him and he's not quite got to it. I, I'm, I'm not saying he hasn't got the talent, but for me, I know we're struggling in midfield at the moment, but but I'm not his biggest fan, so he's he's getting a six. Uh, I'm going to
0: go with a six as well. Yesterday, he just isn't a holding midfielder. There's this, there's no other words for it. I thought yesterday. He's, he's he's not he, he doesn't move well enough for a position no, like that, and you know when people are bombing on and he's not following his man or tracking his man, it just brings unadded pressure to the back line. Yeah, and the biggest problem with that is that you know yesterday they were, they were getting you know doubling up really on him because they, they knew that a pass and he wouldn't follow, and you know sometimes it, there was a couple of times where you think just put your foot in. Stop messing about, put your foot yeah, in, stop just, just get in there, yeah. yeah stop just following him and, and you know, jogging behind him. Get in there, get stuck in. And yesterday he didn't do it, which is why I'm getting with a with a bit of a low mark for me this week and Right, so we will go to Captain Joe Allen. I didn't think Joe Allen had a very good
1: game. I thought there were a couple of tackles he put in that he was lucky just to get booked for. Um he seems to struggle now to with some basic passing maybe it was tight he was tired because he would played in two internationals i know we'll come on
0: to the internationals in a bit but i'm giving him a five uh, yeah it was one of his worst games again yesterday i think this is a player that knows he's, he's not going to be here next season to be honest he's playing like it's he, to be honest he's not been he's he, he, i've never been his biggest fan there's no question of it but he's, i've not hated him either He's one of those players that you, you expect to rip this league apart. And yesterday yep. we played against the Peter Brasad that, let's be honest, they're going straight back down. I don't care what anyone says. And I think that, you know, he should be bossing games like this. And yesterday he, he was making all the simple passes again to the people who were stood next to him. Then expecting the ball back and then passing it again to, the, to Sawyers who was open or Vrancic who had nobody near him and you know he's got to be more expansive when it comes to this he's got to make some good passes forward to try and get his away and he never did he never tried to get smith away he never tried to get timing away on the other side and i thought he had a poor game which is why i'm also getting him with a five right so now i'll go on with mario vrancic well mario vrancic to me was man of the match because uh, oh. i
1: thought he was the most creative player on the pitch as well as scoring a goal which was deflected and of course
0: he put in the brilliant tackle that led to the second goal so for me he's getting an eight uh, he gets an nine from me yesterday uh, mario branch i think everything positive came through him in the midfield because i've got to be honest the, the other two weren't, weren't cutting it i think his his strike was well timed yes it had a, a wicked deflection that you know obviously put it past the goalkeeper but he was there to have the shots. You know, There's a lot of other players on the pitch who haven't got the bravery to take one on from that distance anyway. He did. And it's it's much needed because we haven't seen, a, in my opinion, a, a really good Vrancic performance till yesterday, which has been nice to see. I like him in that deeper role. I think he controls the game a lot better, which for me proves that we don't need a holding midfielder a lot of the time. I know we're missing power, but I don't think he's far away from what I remember. So he gets a nine, and man of the match from me yesterday as well. I thought he was brilliant. Right, so we're going to Stephen Fletcher.
1: Well, Stephen Fletcher, again, I, I think he's, a, he's a, obviously a class player. He's not up to playing three games in a week now. He might have to, of course, given the situation we're in. But I thought he did everything he could for the team, and I'm giving him a seven as well. A
0: seven? Yeah, I'm going to go over six for Stephen Fletcher. I thought he, he did his job well. He, he knocked the ball round a lot, But for me, he wasn't in the clinical areas and i think he was a bit more nullified because the wing backs weren't getting up and supporting him really yeah. you know nothing was coming in nothing that was able to get his head on the end of or maybe get an opportunity for a shot we were very labored yesterday and it came down to you know a bit of magic towards the end of the at the end of the match but i thought that you know i thought Stephen Fletcher did okay right so we're going to jacob brown now
1: Jacob Brown's probably still on a high from playing for Scotland and and now being an international. I'll never forget the chance he missed yesterday, where he had the chance to lob the ball over the keeper. I don't know if you remember it, and the lob was so bad it sort of just drifted into the penalty area. But you can't knock him for working hard, and you can't knock him for all the effort he puts in. But I didn't think it was one of his better games, so he's getting a six.
0: Uh, yeah no, i thought he was sort of marked out of the game a lot a lot yesterday because there was no wing like we've already said there's no balls coming in from smith or timing of any note really he was feeding off literally scraps he was trying to get stuck in but to be honest they, the, the defensive peter bro to be honest passed the ball quite well to be fair yesterday yeah and i thought they got it round him well. Um, yeah he didn't have a great game but you know i'm not going to sit here knocking him i will give him a six i thought he tried and he works hard and that's all he ask for really as a player because yeah. sometimes you're not going to get the ball are you and you have to work hard yeah. right so we'll talk about the first sub which was uh, morgan fox well i thought it was really great to see morgan fox on not not just because he's been missing for such a
1: long time because we clearly need him now uh, particularly with and not probably looking his best and I can see Morgan Fox playing on Wednesday night in the middle of the defence alongside Danny Bard um, I thought what he did he did adequately um, and I'm giving him a 7
0: mm, a 7 well I'm going to go in with a 6 which is, as you all know is a very good score for me for the substitute I thought he came on he, you know, he, had, he's, he, he isn't fit you can clearly see that when he came on but you know, I think he made a couple of good tackles towards the you know, towards the end of the second half that meant a lot. Yeah, I thought he was all right. There's there's not a lot of speak because, of course, substitutes are a bit hit and miss and you, and you have to go with what your gut feeling is and that's what I thought. So, we'll go into the next um, substitution, which was Sam Surridge. Well, I think Sam Surridge has been a disappointment, but yesterday just capped that disappointment.
1: Uh, yeah, he got clattered into the hoardings and it wasn't a nice thing to happen. But what do you expect if you get up? And it doesn't matter whether you only brush him with your fringe. You don't headbutt somebody in the stomach or pseudo headbutt them and expect to walk away with it. Yeah, the other guy put his you know, they had head to head straight after. But I I just thought it was the most if if you're frustrated as a footballer and it comes out like that as soon as you get on the pitch, then then you're no good for my football team. And the mere fact that he came on he's getting a one from me and nothing more.
0: Mm. Well, that's it. I didn't expect that, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I was going to go on with a two. I thought, to be honest, it was, it was nothing. You know, let's be honest, in the 1970s and 80s and probably even 90s, you wouldn't even get a yellow card for that, to be honest. Yeah, but you're not
1: playing in the seventies, eighties, and nineties
0: no I know. I'm, I'm just saying, and come on. Yeah. Come on, I'm just saying. But yeah. at, at the end of the day, you know, in my opinion, it's nothing. But you know, in the nowadays football, it is. If you go up with any kind of aggression, and we know why. Why you know he's probably frustrated at this moment in time because he doesn't. He doesn't get played a lot. He hasn't got that ability at the moment to go out and play. And he's not—he's missing the target too much. He, yeah. he has been a disappointment. He's a signing that, for me, the quicker we can get. And it's one of those players again that you know is—is—is is, is, you know what? What did they say years ago that we've learnt his lessons? Well, he is another one that's coming for a waste of time. He's the only player we have spent money on, and he's—he's yeah. he, he's probably the worst signing in my opinion so far. Just—just just, I can't get, grasp one good thing about Sam Surridge at the moment. I thought he started well. But then that's literally come to nothing, and he's got yeah. especially when we've got injury problems because of the, because of the, the international duty to, you know, come on and do something so stupid and get himself sent off like that, straight red card as well. So it could be could be more. Three matches. Than, it's going to be a three match one. I mean, we're not going to miss him. Obviously, I'd rather have someone from the academy in, but you know, it's just stupid, and I'm not impressed. So right. so we, I'll give. I'll give. Yeah, I've already given the score into two. So yeah. we'll move into a better substitution which was the return of Tyrese Campbell Yeah
1: listen um, I, I heard that Tyrese said after that he didn't think he was as fit as he needed to be but he wasn't far away, uh, I think he's got a little way to go but you know what that goal will give him so much confidence he took it well, it was typical Tyrese wasn't it there was no way when he got the ball he wasn't going for goal and it was just a really good finish and it settled the nerves of every single person in that stadium because I was just waiting for them to equalise. All credit to the bloke. The relief he must have felt having scored that. Having had what twelve months out with injury, uh, was fantastic. And I'm giving him a seven for his very good cameo appearance.
0: Well, I'm going to give him a, an eight. To be honest, actually Campbell. I thought, you know, for a man who isn't fit and isn't up to speed, you know, to have that confidence to get, you know go one on one and get round him, and it was a great finish beautiful finish from from that we you know we haven't got strikers who have do he'd do that regularly you know it shows how much we've been missing him and yeah. yesterday he took his chance great you know a bit of mockery of the peter back line as well the way he went round him and he sorely missed and you know on his recovery now it's he's got himself a goal he's up and running so when he does get up to speed he's he's going to be confident he's going to be sharp that he might be able to take a good chance and you know just just the goal enough for me gets him Gets him an eye mark, it, 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 just real fighting the lad, I like how humble he was after, in his communications, and I just thought it was a, a great situation.
1: Yeah, well, I'm glad that you've joined the ranks of everybody being delighted, because uh, it certainly was, it was just a great way for him to score, wasn't it, you know, to come back on, get the winner, in circumstances when the match had been dire, let's be honest, and um, The one thing I will say to you is, can you imagine if they're shot, you know, the one that hit the bar and then the guy scores and he's clearly offside? Yeah, yeah. If that had gone in, our ratings would have been so much lower because it was
0: a dire match, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was an odd watch. It was an odd match watch. But at the end of the day, I I don't think we have gone too much. You know, it's still been a lot of fives and sixes. You know, there's been a few eights because I think there was a few players that did perform really well. But at the end of the day, it was a... It wasn't a good match to watch, which is what we'll discuss now, because we're going to go into the overall ratings. What did you think of the whole performance? The
1: whole performance, i give
0: it a six. Uh, I'm going to scrape towards a seven, because I'm not I'm not downbeat. We <laughs> won the game, and that's all I can say, really. <laughs> I thought Branchett's in a deeper position looked well. I think um, Timer needs a break. Uh, if, if that's for Morgan Fox or Dowherty, I, I don't really care. But, you know, something's got change a bit with these wing backs i think tommy smith's tiring but to be fair he is playing a lot of football and but i think it worked you know we nullified a lot of their attacks yeah they had a couple of breakthroughs of course when they hit the bar and and then was called offside but at least they were in the position to do that i thought stoke played well to an extent we we sort of played them at the, it we, we sort of played in a way style of performance but did it at home and got the results, and that's all that matters to me, which is why I'll give it a seven.
1: Okay, well, here's a question for you then. Uh, Tyrese Campbell obviously scored. He he picked up that ball in his own half yesterday and scored. And we were talking on the way back saying, when was the last time you saw a Stoke player score from his own half? When was
0: it? It Ricardo Fuller against Wolves away. Really? I thought the last one was Juve against Man City on... um... When he, he ran the full length of the pitch, put the ball through Joe Hart's legs. But didn't well, he?
1: If you're not counting uh, Begovic, of course. Who scored,
0: yeah, well, Begovic scored from his own area, goal. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I thought you've picked the ball up in their half, though.
1: Oh, did he? I'm not sure. I swear I think he, yeah. he scored a goal, didn't He not long ago, where uh, in our own half, didn't he? Where he battered it last season, wasn't it? Yeah. When he battered it in, but I just thought it was quite nice to see somebody score from our own half again because we we rarely do that. So that was a
0: a bonus for us mm, yeah, yeah it was, it was a great, like I say it was a great goal and it was needed as well because I was just absolutely bricking it that they were equalised and, and I was going to go no not Peter because we've got a good result the performance sets, we, we've never lost in this history against Peter United no so. I know. and once they the bar yesterday I didn't think we were ever going to
1: lose to them again either but the difficult thing now of course is um, I know we're coming on to the injury situation but um, it was the biggest bad news yesterday, if it wasn't bad enough to have lost Harry Souter with a an ACL injury, which is going to keep him out at least for 12, minutes, 12 months. Um, I'd say 12 got, minutes. Yeah, i <laughs> 12 minutes. Now, uh, Joe Bersick's the, the other bad news. Now, I know Adam Davis is a more than capable goalkeeper, but with the luck we've had now, you just know that one of the goalkeepers is going to twist his Furlock or something doing something, and the other one's going to fall on his hand, and we're going to have no goalkeepers again with our luck. But for me, coming on, and it was quite clear speaking to Michael O'Neill yesterday, coming on uh, warming up for an international, and you tear your thigh muscle to the, the extent he has, it's just very strange in a warm up. And it was quite clear Michael O'Neill was far from happy with the situation said the injury's far worse than they feared, and we won't see him again till at least January. So you've got that to contend with. Then you've got Harry Suter to contend with. Um, the the other one that's bugging me is um, Abdullah Seema. It was a, supposedly an innocuous ankle injury, which must now be knocking on for six or seven weeks. And you just have to wonder how bad this injury is, and if he is going to play for Stoke. Um, and when, when you... Um, <sighs> When you look at the the squad
0: we've got, uh, we're down to the bare bones, really. Yeah, it's it's not been a very good one at all, especially with the injuries. I mean, the basic one doesn't make any sense to me. I've I've got to be honest, you know, to get a, a muscle tear in your, you know, in your leg when you're doing warm ups. What were they doing? Sprinting? Were they Were they, were they doing squats? I, 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 well, exactly. I, I, I don't understand. Why they've got tears like that. You know, you're supposed to be just... Um, uh, knee up knee up skipping, isn't it? Not like major running or or anything like that. It's a strange injury to get in a warm-up. You know, you can get like ankle twists and knee twists and, you know, a slight muscle cramp or something like that. But I've never heard of a, a muscle tear. It, it's got to be the first time I've heard of it. Well, it's...
1: You know, however... He's got it. It's bad news for Stoke. And, um, our injury record is, is mounting up again. Of course, now we need midfield. You've got no options now until, till uh, I think, Thompson's another couple of weeks away. So, you've got no option in midfield. You've got to go with what you've got. Defensively, well, we're, we're struggling there. And up front now, well, you've got two from three, haven't you? So, it's not ideal.
0: No, it's not. in I don't like you've mentioned there Simi I don't think he wants be here does he by the looks of it so you, you know if you're getting a, a, a bit of an ankle injury fair enough but to be out this long and still no sign that he's coming back you know is it is it possibility that Michael O'Neill just doesn't fancy him in that six I think he's only played is it two appearances for Stoke isn't he
1: yeah
0: you know it's just not good enough really
1: Well, when you consider his wages won't be minimal, um, I I would think Stoke would be looking at the situation because they maybe, if they can't get him back up and running, they maybe will um, want to spend that money uh, in a better way. So that's something else that uh, Stoke will probably be looking at. And then, of course, the other thing that you could talk about uh, in terms of players at Stoke is that Tom Edwards played for uh, New York yesterday, and they lost. I think in the last minute of extra time. So he he is now. I would expect I would expect Tom to come home and to fight for his place in the Stoke team if he gets a chance. And he might get a chance now um, with the injuries that, that Stoke have got. But that's a, a little bit further on. I mean, I don't know what team would you would you pick against Bristol on Wednesday now
0: well it's, it's a difficult question that we'll answer later when we cover it but it, at the end of the day it's it, it's going to be a difficult one at the moment because you know Johnny Wind is coming up and it's going to be a big one for me
1: because yeah, if we I want
0: could. to because we're fourth at the moment and I know we've got absolutely no chance of the automatics I, I'm not daft on that um, subject because those two teams in my opinion are already Premier League teams but <sighs> I don't know, we'll cover that when we get to that But first we've, we forgot, so we'll cover the Michael O'Neill rating What are you going to give him? Um, I actually
1: thought he did okay yesterday Given the circumstances we
0: had So I'll give him a 7 Yeah, and I'll, I'll give him a steady 7 as well And that's the end of that because we've moved too far on it Right, so now before we go into the last part We'll talk about the women Because apparently it's been a very good day for the women this week
1: the women both played in the um, Staffordshire county, I think it's called the Staffordshire County Cup, I really should know but they they played in the Staffordshire cup today and um, the reserve team also uh, did well they both they both I would say they both played in the cup and um, they were both victorious and if you were at the match yesterday uh, you would have seen a um, little bit of an interview with the with the Stoke City captain, Meg Bowyer, which is uh, worth a watch if um, if you're interested in, in women's football. I know you are, Ian. I know you, you support the ladies really well. But the reserves uh, beat Chet Litchfield 7-5, five, five, and, and it is the County Cup, and the first team won
0: 8-0. Well, that's, that's more like it. That's what I like to hear. That's like before the COVID lockdown. Because that's what Stoke ladies were doing week in week out before, you know, getting good results. I'm hoping this will really spur them on. I still don't understand why they haven't got a manager. I, I really don't. But you know, getting good results like that—I mean, eight 0 I know it's a—it's you know, it's, it's a local team that probably hasn't got any funding whatsoever. It's which, but it's still a confidence boost because we haven't been playing well, have we? So you know, getting an eight nil win, I'm hoping they can push that on into the league and start rising up you know the reserves always do well as well I mean I know they're a bit leaky at the back but they scored seven and won the game they're through and that's a great yeah. leap for women's women's football
1: well if you watch the interview which I suggest you do it gives you a few more ideas as to why things haven't been going as well as, as you were have
0: hoped. so it's worth a watch yeah no, we'll make sure everyone listens to that if they are on get, get onto it to get on to it it's always good to get behind the ladies as well as the men absolutely without any question right so we've got the transfer window coming up and apparently we are in number one position for suitor's older brother john do
1: you believe that
0: Ian? i don't know <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, i'd like to think so <laughs> to be honest
1: have you seen
0: him play he is a decent player from what I, I have seen him play live as well when i went for a stag do a few years ago i, I did actually watch it was his first season it's for Hearts at that point. And I thought he looked all right. He's, he, he hasn't got the presence of his brother, without any question. But, you know, he, he's becoming a regular now for Scotland, which is a good sign, to be honest, because let's be honest, they haven't been blessed with a lot of centre-backs. So let's be honest, he's played in the Euros. I'd give him a chance. You know, you know I, I just think it might be a case of, uh, oh,
1: well, he's looking for a move. He's In the last year of his contract, uh, his brother's done OK at Stoke, let's just attach him to Stoke. I, I don't have any inside information, but I just think it's, it could be classy, classic sort of lazy journalism. And if we are after him, great, because everybody says he's really good, but I'm not so sure we are. I think our management team will think that we have got enough in central defenders that can,
0: that can get us through this sticky patch. No, I agree with that, but I know from speaking to... Scouts and agents that paper talk doesn't come from fresh air. I I know it comes from links and rumours and stuff like that. Most of the time, it is just like a an interesting phone call where you ring up and go, "Is this player available?" They say no. That's the end of it. But it still somehow makes it to the papers. John, I would to be honest, I would take because of the players that we could be losing at the end of the season. If if it's a chance of getting John now in January, it's it's similar signing to like Alfie Dougherty. last season where we brought him in before all the big sharks come sniffing round and I think if we can get John done in January ahead of other teams in the championship I would take it because you've got to to think at the end of the season we're going to lose Leo Ostergaard the chance we could lose Bats we're probably going to lose Chester Morgan Fox is more likely going to be moving on to Pastures New there's a lot of players that could go next season if we can get him in it's just another position that we don't have to worry about in my opinion so if, yeah. if I were a club, I'd, I'd go. Yeah, it's worth a gamble. He's a regular for Scotland. He's he's done well, slowly but consistently. You know, he's a player that fair enough hasn't ripped up loads of trees, but he's he's moved from Dundee United to Hearts, a bigger club at the time, and made an impression there. So the other from what I've understood about it, the only reason why his contract's running out is not because Hearts don't want him, because he wants to have a crack at the English game. That that's. Yeah. So that, there's a bit of respectability with that where Stoke could get him on a really cheap price. So for me, if they don't go for it, I think it's a bit silly really, in my opinion. Mm. Um, there's no other rumours. There was a slight rumour to Liam Delap again, but I don't think that's going to go away because his dad's at the club. Would you take Liam if Simmer went back to Brighton?
1: On, on his performance that I've seen, yes. And I, and I would think we would be looking for another forward. And Liam Delap is probably, again, it's lazy journalism, people putting two and two together and getting five. But yeah, when you're wanting a striker, and it, obviously this Cole Palmer's now become of the Month at Man City and played for the first team today and looked a good player, then yes, I would go for Liam Delap, and I'm pretty sure that they will look at loaning
0: him out now. Mm. Which is a good deal for us, I think. You know, with Seven who clearly don't want the or the manager clearly don't want him. Um, I saw that from Sima when he's played a couple of times, where he just doesn't look like a striker, in my opinion. I think he is a winger. Yeah. You know, so to to get rid of him and then bring in an actual striker, even if it's only till the end of the season, it could bring a bit of extra bite. You know, apparently he's a powerful centre forward, good in the air. You know, he could be a nice little replacement for Stephen Fletcher when he's injured or whatever, and it may be able bang those goals away in because he's he's got an incredible record in the youth levels and in the Premier League too. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd definitely take Liam Delap Because at the end of the day, it's, it's a gamble. It can't be worse than Simmer at the moment, who's got this injured ankle that just won't heal. So, yeah, yeah I'd, I'd take it. Right, so now we're moving to the, the last bit of the pod, where we'll talk about the next game, which is Bristol City on Wednesday. Yes. It's, um, I think the
1: team will virtually pick itself. I mean, you're obviously going to go for Davis in goal, aren't you? I think his back three will be... I think he'll stick with Ostergaard. I think Fox will come in, and I think Bart will stay in. And then if um, if you're looking further forward, I think he'll obviously play Smith as the wing-back. If Timon's fit, he'll play Timon. Um, if not, then I don't know who he'll play, because uh, I don't think Doughty's fit. And and then you look at the midfield, and you, you've got no choice, really, because Thompson apparently is out for another couple of weeks. I don't think he fancies your
0: mate Ben Wilmot in a defensive central midfielder role. So I think he'll go with Brancic, Allen and Sawyers. What do you think? I'm going to go with pretty much the same really because it picks itself, doesn't it? I mean, yeah. To be honest, I'd go with Davies and Goal. I'd probably go with Dunhany again. Because to be honest, every time Dunhaney's played, he's actually impressed me. I think he's a decent player. Yeah. And Tommy Smith is looking a bit laboured at the moment. He isn't putting the solid performances in. So maybe just a bit of a rest till before Blackburn might do some good. At the end of the day, Bristol City aren't playing well, as we already know. You know, Losing Lee Johnson seems to have had a major effect on them. Centre-back, I'd probably go with Ostergaard again. I'd, I wouldn't take Bat out in any game at the moment, with how he's been playing. Uh, I probably would bring Morgan Fox in at left centre-back and maybe move to keep time in there, because Doughty, as we know, isn't fit. The midfield stays the same. Um, but I'd go to a flat midfield rather than have a holding because I just yeah, don't think I, think
1: I would
0: too. Because I just don't think that Sawyers can do that role good enough. So I'd just have a flat central midfield free of Sawyers, Allen and, and in with and To be honest, I would start Campbell. I'd be I honest. I wouldn't. I I w will because it's a midweek game and he scored a goal, we want his confidence up and I'd give him a go instead of Jacob Brown and play um, Fletcher alongside him. Okay. And then maybe well, maybe early early sixty minutes, sixty two minutes, then bring Brown back into the fray. That's what yeah. I do. Just to give Campbell a bit more because what we don't want to do is him come off the bench and go, Well I'll score a cracking goal. Next week, bench. You know, I'd like to see him get it get in there. I feel I feel he's fit enough to play. I feel he's fit enough to get 60, 70 minutes under his belt, but it just gives him a bit of a confidence boost. And if he goes out and scores two goals and then gets subbed off in the sixtieth minute, you know, he's gonna be full of confidence and we, yeah. we need it in him especially at these, these tight half of the season where you know big games are coming up and we need the results and Campbell at the moment is our best striker he, he, he is he's the best finisher at the club so we need him going and you know obviously I'd take him out again for Blackbeard and put him on the bench again but let's give him a go give him 60 minutes from the start and see what he can do because he, eventually he's got to start we can't go all the way till the end of the season going oh no not going to start him yet he's not ready because he's got, he's got to get ready, simple as that that's why I'd play him, the, the rest of it picks itself really, I don't know even who to put on the bench at this moment in time
1: With Well I was just going to say to you, you know who would you put on the bench, I mean Ince must be now thinking, if I can't get in that team, I, I, I want to go in January, because I think he probably will want to go, because you know yesterday's performance wasn't great and I was amazed how many people were having a go at the performance, but when you look at how many really good players we had, It was obviously going
0: obviously to make a difference to the way we played and only hasn't got many options available to him has he? No, we're very Fred Bear at the moment, I think it's time for um, a few of the youngsters start to get on the bench in my opinion, ones who were performing, who were playing well in the academy, it's, it's the only way of filling the bench up in my opinion.
1: So I just don't know actually, I, De Haney, I think will be on the bench, um, I think Campbell will be on the bench, Ince will be on the bench, hopefully Klukas may be fit, but then again, if he's fit, he'll only be fit to go on the bench. Doughty, maybe he'll be fit to go on the bench, so so you're looking a little bit threadbare,
0: aren't you? Yeah, it is at the moment, you know, Klukas hasn't been performing anyway, we we haven't missed him in any shape or form. You know, his performances start of the season have been very, very poor, so hopefully he comes back with some kind of fire fight or fire in the belly. But for me, if they, there's no point bringing people back who are who 60%, in my opinion. Until they get to 70, 80, just leave them at home. Get get some of the kids on the bench. It can't it can't be worse than going into matches with that. I'd, I'd rather see some kids in. Let's be honest, Bristol aren't playing well. For me, they're one of the favourites to go down. And, you know... Some of these youngsters deserve a chance, even if it's just for ten minutes or fifteen minutes. I'd rather see that than the sixty percent fit Sam Lucas, just in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, but it's going
1: to be it's going to be a tough match at Bristol. You know, you don't you rarely get four on the trot without conceding. I I would take a point out of the match on on Wednesday, however bad Bristol have been. Um, I'd be happy with a point, and then obviously on to Blackburn where I'd want us to get three. So I, I think four points from the next two games would be a good return. Obviously six would be magnificent.
0: Uh, I, I agree, um, except I, I think we'll beat Bristol, to be honest. I, I think we'll get a good 1-0 there again. I've got a feeling battle score it as well. I don't know why, but I've just got a feeling he'll score. Um, I'll go with a 1-0 win against Bristol City. I just, I think they're in 3-4, They are ever since they got rid of Lee Johnson. They've just, they just falling apart. And I think they're there for the taking. We, we've said that a few times. Obviously, I think Millwall was one, and I can't remember who else was one. But we said they were for the taking, and they beat us. But I'll go with it. I've, I've got a feeling we'll get a good result against Bristol, and then we do move on to Blackburn. Then Britain
1: diaz I think Blackburn will be a really tough game. Um, I think it'll be much. You know, three game weeks are bad enough when you've got a really forfeit squad um, at least we don't have to travel too much midweek I actually would take a draw against Blackburn now so which would limit us to two points but uh, I'm, I'm hoping for a win and a draw of these two matches obviously I'm hoping for two wins I can't see us beating Blackburn
0: No I can't um, that's why I sort of agreed with you but disagreed I, I think I, I think it's going to be a draw against Blackburn. To, to be brutally honest, I think it's a they're a good side from what I see. They're a bit inconsistent. Like they're a bit similar to us, really, where they're a bit in, inconsistent and then they go through a bit of a bad run. And then they pick it up. You know, I think we are, we have got a bit of a better side when it comes down to. it But with the injury problems mounting up, I think the, a lot of these players are going to be tired if they play too many games. You know, Tommy Smith plays two more games. He's going to be absolutely knackered for yeah. the Blackburn mm-hmm. game. So, you know. I'll, I'm going to go with a two-two draw, actually, against Blackburn.
1: Okay, so it's not going to be the brilliant week that we hope for, then, is it?
0: Well, I've got I've had a win against Bristol, so that's still four points. I'd take yeah, that okay. at this point. Well,
1: I'll go. I'll I'll go for. Um, I'm still going for a draw against Bristol. Somehow we'll fluke it against um, against Blackburn. But one thing you have to say about Danny Bart is that he's the ultimate professional, and we've kept three, three, three three clean
0: sheets with him and the team so maybe um, he'll just score that goal that you said he might well that's what I've got a feeling on against Bristol City you know put money on people get your money down get 50 quid on it Danny back to score against Bristol City but if he doesn't I've put 50
1: quid on it mate I've put 50 pence on
0: it (laughs) but if he doesn't score it's not my fault no of course not that's all I've never i would never predict goal scorers to be honest never I always get it wrong Um, yeah so I, I think that's a good a good way to end the show Ange I think it's been a good podcast I think we've been a bit, well very serious this time we haven't put any jokes in no, time. no jokes at all. No I jokes. I think the nearest we got to a joke was me
1: saying that Wilmot would be a defensive midfielder, and you didn't
0: retort at I, all. I wasn't. No. I'm not going to react anymore, Ange, because no. you know it, it, there's just no point. Because you know as well as I would be a decent older midfielder.
1: Well, we might have to, You know, we might come to the point. I mean, daft as it seems, if we get a booking, if Ostergaard does play midweek, or if Wilmot does play midweek, and we get a booking. They're out of the next match. So it may not be
0: as daft as, um, as we think at the moment, but uh, it's been a good pod- podcast and let's hope that next weekend we're celebrating another six points. Yeah, let's hope. Let's hope we
1: get, we're going to be right up there. So thanks yes. for that. Pleasure.
0: See you soon. So thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Just type in The Potter's Podcast and you'll find us easy. If you could... Please do us the honour if you're on iTunes. Give us a good five-star review and give us a good comment if you can. I really appreciate it. The person we put up last week, I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me. Probably does mean a lot to Angie as well, but you
1: never know. So, thanks for listening. to Raw, All the best.